0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Coaching Chaos. Thank you to all those who join me and thank you for the text messages of encouragement to keep going. You have no idea how much it means to me. And I just realized I had not gotten back to my wonderful sister in law who responds and sends me wonderful messages. And that. Reminds me of Light the World. And I have to say that you, each of you who send me messages and listen to this podcast, you definitely are my Light the World. And I'm so grateful to you. Today's Light the World is someone who is representative of Christ like love to you and to post that person. And I begin to go down the path of who am I going to post and What should I do so that I could honor this campaign? And my mind starts going crazy. Well, if I post about my mom, she won't ever see it. And if I post about her, then my dad might feel bad. So I'll post about my neighbor, but then my other neighbors are just as awesome. So I'll post about them. And then I worry about what my ministering sister would say and or think. And then I go down the path of Well, I'll post about my dearest friends in the whole world and how wonderful and Christ-like they are, and then I think, well, no, because then my other dearest friends in the whole world will think, well, wasn't I Christ-like to her in her life, and I just begin to go batty, so then I don't do anything. And then it gets even worse. I begin to think, well, I didn't make in the cut on anybody else's life. I'm not being posted about anybody, not even by my own husband or my children, but my children aren't even really on Facebook and they don't really follow any of these campaigns too much, or they probably don't even know that these are the the prompts for today. And then my husband is not really into light the world so much unless he, something catches his eye that's probably inspiring, which... He's a wonderful writer and very thoughtful, but I don't take offense to it, but I begin to just swirl with all kinds of ridiculous thoughts of anxiety, and I'll post about this daughter because of how wonderful she is, but, well, I have five daughters, and what daughter will feel left out if she finds out that it wasn't her? Trust me, I get those messages. Well, Mom, why didn't you think of me? So, here I am. I want you to know that I have wonderful thoughts about people who in my life have made an impression upon me and as I've gone down this path thinking about them, I go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, thinking of all the different scenarios, stories and people in my life who have brought me to where I am today and I know that for each of us, we could have a list a mile long of those who have made an impression upon us in this life, who have shown and extended Christ-like love to each of us. One of the women who in my life growing up was so impressionable upon me, and now see I don't want to mention her at this point that my mind begins to restrict me from even mentioning her because then I think all oh, my other young women leaders if they listen to this they'll feel so bad that I didn't mention them but I don't think that's the case here her name is Bonnie Peterson and I think all of my young women leaders would nod their head in agreement and say yep she was definitely a Christ-like love example for me too, and for me too, and for me too, all across the board. I know that if any of my friends from my growing up, if they listen to this particular podcast, they'll say, yep, you nailed it, Shari. Bonnie Bonnie Peterson had cerebral palsy, and her hands were gnarled and curled up and held at her chest, and she had a husband who was wheelchair-bound, who also had wheelchair or cerebral palsy. And when they met, they had people mocking them, denying that they could make it in this life. And yet I am telling you, she was one of the most wonderful young women leaders, one of the most wonderful members of the church that I can recall extending such great love to me. She was the secretary in my young women growing up. Her job was to type up the young women agenda every week. And with her gnarled hands and her fingers curled up, you would wonder how she did that. She actually had a typing service. She taught herself how to type with the way that her hands were. But every single week we had a beautiful program folded neatly neatly typed not a single error and on the left on the right hand side on the inside of the folded paper was our young women theme and it wasn't at a time where you could just copy and paste the theme onto a document onto the computer it was all done on the typewriter and then she came early before church and she had it copied I have recently discovered that she wrote a book about her and her husband Don's life together and how they met and it's called We Climbed Every Mountain and I, I believe that they did. They had two boys that were around my age and to say that they were stinkers would be saying that lightly and I know that As they've gotten older and they have matured, I know that they have recognized the goodness of their mom and dad. I remember Sister Peterson lovingly pushing her husband into the chapel in his wheelchair and him pulling up right next to one of the the benches in the chapel and she's sitting right next to him. She took complete care of him head to toe and reading about him in this book, he was a brilliant man and he worked very hard to, to, to provide for his family. And I didn't know this, but he started out at the Ogden IRS Depot, exactly where my dad started out at. And over the years, they both were transferred to the Fresno IRS, where they both retired. Brother Peterson was a faithful stalwart member of the church and our community actually anywhere he lived he was. He was a fantastic example of taking on hardship with grace and confidence as was Sister Peterson. Sister Peterson struggled to talk. It seemed like it hurt her to talk. She would have to lean her head back and try to talk very slowly so that she could pronounce and enunciate her words very clearly, so she was very careful in her articulation because it was a struggle for her to speak. But when she bore testimony, everyone stopped to listen. Her testimony was powerful, and we knew that she loved us. In her book, she at the opening of her book she puts this poem here blessed are you who take time to listen to spastic speech for you help us to know that if we preserve we can be understood I'm sorry it says persevere Blessed are you who walk in public places with us, and ignore the stares of strangers, for in your companionship we find haven of relaxation. Blessed are you who never bid us hurry up, and more blessed are you who do not snatch our tasks from out of our hands to do them for us, for often we need time rather than help. And blessed are you who stand beside us as we enter new and untried ventures for our failures will be overweighed by the time we surprise ourselves and you. Our particular, our peculiar muscles, not in our wounded nervous system, but in the God-given self, which no infirmity can confine, rejoice, and be exceedingly glad. And know that you give us reassurance that you could never be spoken in words, for you deal with us as Christ dealt with the slow, the halt, the blind, and the lame. She is grateful for all those who extended mercy and patience and love. I admired her. And to this day when she posts on Facebook, she's definitely one that I stop and read everything that she has posted. She is so filled with love. In Elder Eyring's talk at Women's Conference, Sisters in Zion, he says our hearts swell with joy and confidence knowing of the glorious promises that will be fulfilled before He returns. That as the beloved daughters of Heavenly Father, and as the daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ in His Kingdom, you will all play a crucial part in the grand times ahead. He talks about us being completely pure, and that we can be compared to even as the city of Enoch being taken up to heaven, that we are living in a time where we are to gather one another. You sisters, your daughters, your granddaughters, and the women you have nurtured will be at the heart of creating that society of people who will join in glorious association with the Savior you will be an essential force in the gathering of Israel and in the creation of a people who will dwell in peace in the new Jerusalem. It would be impossible to measure the influence that women have, such as, especially as Sister Peterson, not only on families, but also on the Lord's Church as wives, mothers, and granddaughters, as grandmothers, as sisters, as aunts, Teachers and leaders, and especially as exemplars and devout defenders of the faith. We are greater than any other women in any dispensation, even since the days of an Adam and Eve, he says. Because of this dispensation, we are distinct from any other. We have both privileges and great responsibility. we have a great work to do and we are to rally around one another and raise one another up. He says, my experience has taught me that heavenly father's daughters have a gift to allay contention and to promote righteousness with their love of God and with the love of God, they engender in those they serve. And he goes on and talks about the women in his life that have shown this great love and example of service. There is a wonderful woman named Holly that I work with. She told me today that she is no longer going to be working Monday through Thursday. She's going to be taking the weekend shift because being gone from her home is too difficult as she takes care of her 90 plus year old grandparents. And coming home after working all day, it's been increasingly difficult as they've tried to fend for themselves or the people that she's entrusted them with have just not been able to manage the way that she does and knowing the needs of her grandparents. So she has to quit and give up her hours for the the most of the week and just come in on the weekend and she's hoping that it works out. But she is trusting and she is hoping that she can manage all of it. But she truly is an example of Christ-like service. And when you tell that to her, she rolls her eyes and laughs at you because she knows where she's come from and the difficult challenges and trials that she has experienced. And she says, but they're all brought on myself. But she is trying, she's trying every single day. And as she serves her beloved grandparents, she will have angels to assist her and give her the strength that she needs to to persevere and to carry on and take care of the things that needs to be taken care of. And as she chooses God first by serving her grandparents Don't you think that our generous Father in Heaven will take care of all of her needs? And scrolling through the wonderful posts about Christ-like services rendered to one another and the Christ-like love that they have witnessed in another person, my friend posted this. She posted a picture of her home, beautiful and tidy and neat and clean. She said, these may look like just boring pictures of my house, but they mean so much more to me. This is what I came home to last night, but this is certainly not how I left it. I had to go to Gunnison for a few hours last night, and when we left, there were dishes all over the kitchen, toys and laundry all over the living room, empty Christmas decor boxes by the tree. I hurt my back last week and haven't been able to keep up with housework, and between a dead car battery, dog messes in the house, and other things, I had a hard time getting on the road. I asked my neighbor to send her daughter over to let the dog out once while we were gone. I rolled in at 10.30 last night with a sore back and sleeping kids that I had to carry to bed, and we were pretty exhausted, to say the least. When I saw they had cleaned my house, tears of gratitude rolled down my cheeks. They... Are again as I write this gratitude for the neighbor gratitude that the Lord sent her into my life gratitude that she listened when the Lord told her what I needed even though I didn't know how much I needed it gratitude for the love I felt from her and the love of God I felt through her acts of kindness my oldest saw my emotions and I sat her down and I asked her to always try to be a friend like that to see people to see their needs then to do do whatever small thing you can to fill those needs. We also discussed the importance of paying it forward. We talked about how when we have sparklers, we usually light the next one. And then the next one lights the next sparkler. Lighting each other's sparklers as we pass it from one sparkler to another. And how many we can light with just one flame. This. This is how we light the world and share the life light of Christ. One by one. Oh, my heart was completely filled for her and love and gratitude for her neighbor who extended this mercy to her and showed an exuberant amount of compassion and recognized a need. And I'm sure after going over and letting out the dog, the daughter went home and said, Mom, let's go and surprise her. And they did they truly did they lit her sparkler and that's what light the world is and I am hoping that just one podcast as you share it and another person shares it another person shares it we are lighting sparklers all across the world I am so grateful to you for the text messages because they light the inner sparkles of my heart thank you so much for joining me and may you continue to light the world and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time on Coach and Chaos.